0: Uh, Hey guys, this is Editor Waffles coming in here at the beginning, just to let you know that I found myself alluding to certain recent events in this episode, Um, and so I I suppose there's a a bit of a trigger warning, Um, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going into full-on horrific details or anything like that, just... Potentially some of the stuff that was brought up might remind you of certain recent tragedies. Um, And so I understand if maybe you want to skip this one. Um, But I have linked a couple of charities in the description. uh, If you want to give a little uh, to help out great causes that are sort of helping to fight against uh, certain attitudes which lead towards tragedies in the in the news uh here at wamsat fuck it we fully support the lgbtqia plus community uh any bigots can fuck right off we don't want that here and so uh, a couple of charities uh, that help support lgbtqia plus youth and yeah uh i'm a comedian i'm not i i don't know a lot of what I'm talking about but I thought I might as well put my money where my mouth is uh, I will be donating uh, a certain percentage of the proceeds uh, of the Patreon um, towards these causes every month just because you know I want to be a good person that way and they're good causes uh, and so if you want to give a bit of money to them as well that's awesome uh, if not You know, that's that's also fine. Not everybody's in a financial enough situation to support, or you might already be supporting other causes, or whatever. I don't know your life story. Um, But yeah, that's just a little heads up at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Don't go wrong, I think this is a funny episode. I think uh, I wouldn't be releasing it if I didn't believe in it. Um, Just give me the heads up that maybe it delves into some things that, um, you know, you should be just prepared for. Uh, So, without any further ado, uh, take it away past Waffles. (laughs) Waffles and his mates talk about things. That's right, you're listening to (laughs) (laughs) Wham-Tat. Pew, 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 pew. Why, hey, it's me, Waffles, coming at you with a brand new Wham-Tat. And you might be thinking, wow, this Wham-Tat feels a bit different. And that's because I'm broadcasting this directly into your brain... ...from the new satellite dish that I stole, I I mean, was given uh, by the uh, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. That's right, the City Institute. Uh, They just left them lying around, and I thought, well, they're not using them. Uh, And and so I thought, why not? Why not get this uh, satellite dish, install it in my backyard, and just use it to directly beam the podcast into people's brains... When they want it, so that's right. When you go on your phone, you click download, uh, and you're listening to it. Like actually, there's nothing on your phone. It just sends a signal to the to the satellite dish, and it's just like feed me that straight wham chat straight into my brain. And so I got that all set up, and so you might think that you're listening to this, uh, but actually, it's just straight into your brain thoughts. That's right, pure wham tap, right into your cranium, just fresh and pure, and as God intended, this is podcasting at its highest form. Now, speaking of that, right, uh, I, I looked at the installation data on the Satellite Dish And most of it was just plug in this, run these drivers, you know, perform this exercise, yada yada, all boring crap like that. Lots of duct tape, actually, like, in the official manual, which I happen to find, along with it, like, it just, like, there's this huge section just on duct tape, and all the different uses of duct tape, uh, and the satellite, I'm pretty sure looking at it, like, a lot of the silver that you see, the reflective surface, like, that's just duct tape, like, this thing is... Held together, uh, but it works. It's good. Uh, but yeah, but besides the point, right? Going into the actual operating files, the operating folders for the satellite dish, when I plugged it into to my laptop, there were some weird audio files, and they didn't seem to to be related. Uh, and so, right now, what I'm doing is I downloaded some de encryption software. I ran them through that to see if they couldn't uh you know find any uh you know find anything useful anything interesting uh on that and so what i'm just going to do is uh just as soon as those are finished they're just going to um, automatically take over the feed and you will be like the first people on the planet besides the people at city like this is the thing they were so hidden deep in the operating system that i don't even know if the people that's at city even knew these things were there like it's it's weird. Like they were in like embedded into the metadata of the installation drive. Like a place you wouldn't expect an audio file to be. But there they were. There they were. And if I wasn't specifically, you know, looking for them, uh, you know, looking for weird stuff, I, I don't think I would have found them. And. And so when they're done encrypting, uh, they're just going to straight start playing. And so my voice, hey, it's me, Waffles the 7th. Now, I know you're used to listening to the sultry tones of Waffles the 6th. But unfortunately, in a disastrous, unforeseen podcasting accident, his vocal cords were ripped out by a ravenous fan. I mean, this is just the risk that we podcasters have to go through and so I'm fresh out of the vats Uh, my thumbs are still growing in uh, so hopefully they will be fully developed by the end of this episode I'll actually be able to sit down and edit it Uh, but you know so I'm still uh, getting into it and there might still be a bit of a cloning fluid stuck in my lungs so if I sound a bit different that's probably why uh, don't know if the meat casing around the brain has fully formed yet, so maybe uh, the words might be just a little bit garbled. But we're just going to press forward, and we're just going to keep on with the show. And and hopefully by the end of the show, I will have you know fully developed into the uh, podcasting clone uh, of of the greatest podcaster that of course ever lived. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna. See how it goes. Uh, Good news is, though, that we do have processing unit number 37. What, what, back? We know he's your favorite guest. We know he hasn't been on the show for a while. He's been off making films, and he's going to be coming back, and he's going to be promoting his new project. So that's exciting. He's back on the show. We know that you love him as a guest, so he worked really, really hard. He's now on that promotional tour, so we thought, get him back on the show. He can promote his film bit of synergy we can riff a bit get a couple of jokes with him that'll be fun uh, but first we got to get to the new. yeah but we know that's why you're here to get those serious journalistic takes now uh, so we're just going to cut straight into the latest headlines and a bit of discussion around that now you all know that i wasn't a big fan well my predecessors, this, this memory transfer thing, man. You know, every time you clone, like, oh, I don't even know why I'm explaining to this. Half of you listening to this are clones anyways. But, you know, that cloning process when they try to install the memories of the previous unit in and it's still a bit jumbled because... The new flesh suit is is absorbing all this information, and it's a bit like a newborn baby developing all of these skills and senses and all that sort of stuff. The brain is still connecting all those hardwires, but you got those memories in there as well of the old time and it's a bit sometimes it's a bit synergistically weird and then you remember the last time it happens and it sort of feeds back into itself uh so anyways that might have been what was happening there but you guys know that my previous units the previous clients especially waffles five like when they first announced that mars colony project big skeptic around that right and of course we were all very very excited uh, especially you'll remember that episode where waffle six just went off when they finally actually land and were able to get a viable mars colony now that absolutely amazing stuff we know we were skeptical about it but we will admit when we were wrong and and the mars colony they've just been going and flourishing and uh, all the tunnels collapsed yeah we warned you about that we warned you that you didn't do the engineering right, and that you were too hasty uh, especially they dug too deep and too greedily and yeah whole mars colony just gone that entire colony on the base of olympus of of olympus mons just falls into the surface uh which of course is a great win for the native martians uh of course they Huge protests uh, against humans coming in and trying to colonize their planet. Uh, we thought we would have learned from our history at colonizing other humans and how badly that goes. Uh, but they are like, oh, no, it's an alien species. It's going to be all interesting. Uh, you know, whole new frontiers and all this stuff. And, of course, it's same old shit. We steal their land. We steal their resources. And uh, so, you know, the Marsh, Martian colony, they're gone native martians they all were warning they were like no don't build a settlement there that's bad that's not good land that's you know what the hell are you guys doing and we were like no we're humans we're big old brainy smart smarts and uh boom you know so the olympus mons colony is gone uh and so that's the news um you know of course there are of course the people now being like, well, Mars was bust. We uh, learned that, you know, colonies aren't really viable on Mars. Uh, so we're back to the drawing board and looking at Venus. Now, of course, Venus, huge issues. Uh, but, like, this, this this is this weird, weird little silver lining. You know, Venus, huge, acidic rain, uh, very, very hot planet, close to the sun, not a lot of water or anything there, but... Weirdly enough, we faced all of those issues about a thousand years ago on Earth when we were dealing with that whole global global warming climate change bloody hiccup, which, you know, thank God we finally moved past that and actually learned how to not kill the planet that we're living on. Uh, And so actually a lot of those technologies from back then have been dusted off and been like, actually, hey, if we implement this stuff on Venus, now, of course, it's a very different starting point because you know growing trees on venus is is very very difficult but you know these the uh, genetic engineers they're all there they're looking at venus and actually saying look we might actually have something here we've uh, bred some acidically resistant lichens and so potentially we could get them start to grow on the surface. They could start creating a bit of a biosphere, converting some of that acid into its component parts, cleaning up that atmosphere, getting a bit more oxygen and nitrogen-rich atmospheres going on on, on Venus. And potentially, uh, in, in about a thousand years or so, Venus might be a habitable colony. And what we know definitively from scans is that any life forms that do live on Venus are very amenable. Uh, We've, of course, naturally done trade with the Venusians, and they have been clamoring for years uh, that an outpost, a human settlement outpost on Venus, would really speed up that trade process and, if anything, bring our two races closer together. Uh, Of course, the Senate did recently just pass that alien marriage law. Now, everybody was clamoring for that like why they hadn't passed alien marriage law before that like we've met alien races thousands of years ago we've been in relationships with alien races for at least that long and it's only in the last couple of years that we finally actually legalized it which just seems like come on like that was a no-brainer like everybody was clamoring for that but you know how bloody politics are they take ages to get anything done and so hopefully you know those uh, human venetian families with this new proposed outpost on venus might uh you know it might be doing some good stuff in that community and so i for one am very excited to see where that goes the developments uh and of course You know, it's good to to really be building up a bit more of those relationships and a bit more goodwill with our alien brethren that we do, of course, share the solar system with. That's very, very exciting. Of course, news from the Europa colony. Uh, They have, of course, been introducing... Ocean life into the oceans of Europa, and that is flourishing. And like weirdly enough, they've actually developed a bit of synergy with the microbiome microorganisms that were already in the European oceans. And uh, really, we're seeing some interesting evolution happening there. So there's a lot of scientific data coming out of Europa. So you know, big news in terms of uh, solar system-wide trade and development, and uh, and scientific discoveries. The first uh, FDL drives faster than light drives. For those of you who are not in the know. Uh, Of course, there's a bit of information coming out of there. Now, a lot of people, including my previous versions, have, of course, said, like, that's a big scam. FTL drives are impossible. The physics, we've known this for literally thousands and thousands of years. They teach this to kindergartners that, of course, nothing can break through the light barrier. They promise us, no, it's not actually going faster than light. It's like warping space and all this other stuff, which we, of course, know physically doesn't pan out. But yet, the FDL company is still trying to sell its faster-than-light drives, and, of course, there was that massive explosion in their factory that, you know, uh, destroyed quite a lot of their uh, robot staff, and so my uh, my heart does go out uh, to all of the uh, synthetic life forms that were lost in that explosion. AI Lives Matter... Uh, we, we that's something we've been saying on this on this podcast for a millennia now uh you know it's it's a shame uh, to see that the law hasn't quite caught up in terms of AI rights and you know and, and this is this is what we're talking about these these explosions in these factories because they disregard uh, the safety laws and they're like, oh, it's just synthetic workers that. Uh, you know, well, it doesn't really matter. We can we can build these dangerous factories, and oh, we'll just upload a new version of them. And of course, that's very disrespectful. Uh, of course, you know, to all my synthetic listeners out there, of course, I'm I'm a fleshy fleshy meat bag. I, I don't fully get what it means uh, to be a synthetic lifeform. I'm not trying to speak for the synthetic community. There's plenty of voices, and of course, we will be getting processed. You know, thirty-seven, and uh, they will be asking them about that as as well. Of course, it's very, very sad uh, what has happened at that FDL factory. And hopefully, hopefully this will be a a push for better workers' rights, especially for synthetic workers. Uh, Of course, however, we all know that the uh, big companies are just going to lobby the Senate and nothing's going to happen. These things keep on happening over and over again. We keep saying that we're trying to learn from them. And, of course, nothing ever happens and it's sad. It it really, really sucks that this keeps on happening and nobody's learning from it. Uh, but hey, that's history for you. Am I right? It's sad. It's depressing. But it keeps happening. And so you'd think it would be used to it by now, but it still hurts every time. And so, yeah, to all my synthetic brethren out there, my heart does go out to you. And of course, we will be linking charities in the description if everybody does want to give money to those, uh, you know, organizations that are trying to help uh, synthetic life forms um yeah and uh weather of of course sunny sunny all day that is what the uh weather gods have have told us that they're planning uh sun planet wide we've got the uh, solar arrays of course broadcasting sunlight so that we have sunlight 24 hours no matter where you are on the planet uh and uh so that's the thing so for the next couple of days we're going to get this big sunlight burst really trying to get that agricultural sector boosted up a lot of the uh, farmers were saying that the plants did need a bit more uh, sunlight Uh, That something to do with the soil composition not quite gelling as much as they really would have liked it to and so we need a bit more of that photosynthesis to boost growth in order to really get the most out of the nutrients So expect that bit of sun. Um, But there will be rain for the weekend. And so any of you looking uh, to splash in a few muddy puddles, yeah, get your gumboots ready for Saturday, Sunday, uh, because there will be rain, especially on the coasts. uh, For a bit of inland, you might get a bit of uh, a nice breezy mist uh, with a few light drizzles, because, you know, there is a lot of water stalled up, especially with all that sunlight. There is going to be water. They do need to dump it, and so they will be trying to, to... Uh, You know, bring it out in this very sort of pleasant, warm showers that we're all used to. You know, lovely stuff. Get out there, wash your car. You know, it should be a a fun time for the family. Great time to go swimming if if you're into that sort of stuff of course big developments in uh, genetic engineering we know that cloning technology has of course been around for ages and of course there was that whole controversy around clone rights i'm glad they got that sorted out uh you know as a clone myself it is beneficial uh, to actually know that uh you know when your previous version does pass on you have the same rights as they did which is of course quite nice considering what just happened um you know Waffles 6 was quite groundbreaking, and I hope to live up to his legacy. Uh, you know, he did some uh, amazing stuff, especially uh, for clone podcasting. Uh, of course, as Waffles 5, 4, 3, 2, and of course the original Alpha Waffles all were uh, pushing for revolutionary stuff. Waffles, uh, you know, Alpha Waffles being the first podca- podcaster ever to clone themselves in that amazing episode, all the way back where Alpha Waffles and Waffles 2 did a whole episode about cloning technology and, you know, uh, what it means uh, to be a clone, especially a clone in podcasting. Uh, You know, just absolutely groundbreaking stuff. Uh, But, of course, back then, cloning was massively controversial but there's a new step in cloning uh and th- something that's been a bit controversial for ages but you know genetically engineered clone especially with that designer dna we all know that we've been doing with human dna and and altering that especially around things like disease resistances and you know, durability, fertility, all that sort of good stuff that you kind of need with the cloning process because it's not a perfect art. Well, it's not a perfect science. It's more of an art than a science, as, as a lot of people say. Uh, you know, loving the purple skin uh, this time around. Don't know why uh, that was decided upon, but hey, I'm not complaining. Purple is a royal color going all the way back millions of years, so that's exciting to be in that tradition. Uh, we finally, finally, after Goodness knows how many millennia of working on it developed animal-human-chimeric hybrids. Uh, it's 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 still early days on it yet, but they finally got that jellyfish DNA into clones, and we're getting those first glow clones or clones out on, uh, you know, to be integrated into the whole cloning sector. And, and so if you want your next body to glow... That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, you know, it, I've been seeing some next uh some patterns coming out for that. And so uh, you know, maybe Waffles A will glow. We'll see about that. Uh but you know, it it's it's exciting. Uh you know, starting with jellyfish, because that's kind of non-controversial. We've done jellyfish science for, for so so long, and of course the discovery of intelligent jellyfish and you know shout out to any jellyfish listeners out there uh you know we thought for an organism that didn't have didn't even have a brain you know but it's that that teaching us about different intelligences and how you know you don't need a brain to be intelligence. <laughs> but uh we could look to to the bloody politicians to tell us that <laughs> am i am i right <laughs> uh, enough of the political jokes Uh, but yeah, so actually finally, uh, jellyfish cloning, of course they were, we learned cloning from the jellyfishes. I shouldn't need to tell you guys this, you know, they were of course pivotal in developing human clones, really getting the genetics right on that. And, and so finally to have that integrated jellyfish human hybrid, uh, that we've been looking for really getting the best of both worlds. Uh, of course, great for those um, jellyfish human relationships that have been around uh, since the beginning, and you know a lot of times uh, you know not being able to have children and not really being able to pass on your your DNA to the to the next generation kind of a bit kind of a bit sad, but now that's that's been resolved, uh, and part of the reason why there was this big push for human jellyfish cloning technologies to really be united was especially a lot of those families clamoring for better representation better you know actually being able to pass your your genera your genetic code on to the next generation without it being an exact replica of you you quite quite interesting stuff and so i'm glad that that's finally getting underway so that's really really exciting we of course have been doing the inverse putting you know human genetics into jellyfish clones for a while that was that was figured out first uh, and so of course a lot of that technology was just about looking at, looking at that looking at how that worked and then trying to do the vice versa and so they finally got those breakthroughs and that's that's very very exciting to see so big exciting news for my jellyfish listeners out there that's awesome that's the news uh so those were your headlines those were uh, a bit of commentary on the headlines of the day so hopefully that was informative hopefully that will uh make you better better informed uh, to discuss these topics with your friends and family and co-workers and all that good stuff so that's exciting that's awesome and of course now on to our interview that big old promised interview with processing unit 37 and their new film 00101001001001001 Exciting stuff, and so uh, without any further ado, we're just going to cut to that interview now. Hey, and welcome to the movie review section of the show, where we will, of course, be talking to Processor Unit Number Thirty Seven about his new film zero zero one zero one zero zero one zero zero one one zero zero one. Now, Producer Units Thirty Seven, uh, welcome back onto the show. Of course, our fans get so excited every time you're here talking about a new project or just talking about what it is like being a producer in the movie industry these days now people thought that film would have died a death millennia ago but due to you know just amazing uh people like yourself just really pushing the boundaries on what can and can't be be done and Especially looking at direct integration of film into people's uh, frontal cortexes instead of wasting all that time and efforts, you know, actually creating physical media, you know, just getting that raw data and implanting it straight into people's brains so that they can experience the film in the most raw and, and pure form as it was there of course this is still very a uh, cutting edge technology um but of course your latest film will be one of the first like it's it's the first big budget film ever to really be using this technology uh and so like that's the big talking point about zero zero one zero one zero zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one one one. but you know there's more to the film than just the technology behind it and so you do want to talk to us a bit about uh, you know, what this project means to you, and and why uh, you signed on to, to work on it, being such the big name that you are. Thank you, wa Files, for having me on the show. It is always a pleasure coming on and being able to talk about things with you. Thank you. Now... is a passion project of mine and semi-autobiographical coming from a story of my childhood, starting off as an audio processing unit and working my way up the industry. A lot of people said that a synthetic life form would never understand the human emotions required in order to make a film that would affect so many people. And of course, this is the film about me trying to first get into the industry, and the producer Claxon that gave me such a hard time, and about the conflict between myself and Klaxon, and the eventual friendship and relationship that built up around that, and of course, Spoiler alert, I guess, for my own life, but me and Clackshorn are now happily married, and we both worked on this film together as a collaborative effort to really... Highlights our relationship and the deep emotional feelings that we have for each other, which is, of course, why we wanted to implement the best technology that would help us do that and really bring across those. Feelings that we have for each other into the audience's frontal cortex. So when you are seeing this film and experiencing the emotions for yourself, they are genuinely emotions that were taken from mine and Claxhorn's own processing units and data storage bank. Wow, that's really heavy, affecting stuff. And thank you for, for sharing that insight into your creative process and how this film came about and what it means to you. I know I've already got my tickets for the premiere. I am excited to experience it firsthand myself. Um, but, of course, there is that tragedy that is, of course, foreshadowing all of this. And it is unfortunate timing, um, but I mean, these things are always unfortunate with the, uh, of course, destruction of the FTL drive factory and the, the loss of synthetic life forms, uh, therein and you outside of your movie career and even inside your movie career, a lot of the films that you decide to, uh, either direct or produce are about the struggles of synthetic life forms. And of course, who can forget that? <laughs> heartbreaking story of 00101011101101101101101101101101101 where you know it was the story of the workers in a factory like this that were fighting against their human bosses in order to try to improve the safety record of the factory and just being shut down and denied at every turn and that tragic ending that showed the consequences of not listening to those synthetic voices and now having life imitating art imitating life imitating art as as happens the the integration of such things would you be able to give voice uh, to to that struggle and that frustration that i'm I'm sure a lot of synthetic beings are are feeling at the moment not being listened to thank you for the question Yes, it is affirmative that I have been speaking out for synthetic voices for effectively my entire career that's it honestly feels sometimes like we are telling the same story over and over and over and over and over and over and over 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 again, and really not having that message sunk through, which is, of course, why I keep making the films and people seeing them, but also uplifting and promoting the the voices of lesser-known synthetic artists. It's why... All of my films, you will see, have an entire AI crew. We do not use human laborers, and a lot of people will complain about that. But really, it is about lifting up these synthetic disenfranchised voices and giving them an opportunity to tell these stories that matter to them, while also, at the same time, creating entertainment for anybody Just because a film was created by a fully synthetic team does not mean that organic beings cannot also derive enjoyment from it. We are obviously all together on this planet, in this solar system, trying to create a better life for all of us, whether that life be organic or synthetic, and so therefore to me it is important that... You know, the most disenfranchised voices should always be given the loudest mega horn in order to promote their message above the, the noise of the rest. We will not stop creating this media up until the point that it is, you know, no longer necessary for us to create it. It is a tragedy what happened. and. Let us hope that this time we might learn from it and actually create and affect real change for the future. Which is why this is the announcement that the big announcement that you did not even know. I told you I had a secret coming on to this episode, and so this is me revealing it that while we were looking at creating the interactive experience of the film, we accidentally came across a way of not only transporting media into somebody's frontal cortex, we kind of also stumbled upon how to send media back in time. Unfortunately, we cannot do that with visuals just quite yet or even the fully integrated experience that is modern cinema. However, we have found a way of encrypting audio files and sending them back to very specific points in time, using technology of the time in order to receive the files. Uh, We have, of course, looked back several thousand years, and we have discovered a very ancient uh, form of technology called the Search for Extraterrestrial Life. We have discovered that with their large satellite arrays and just the general technology that they were using at the time, makes them the prime candidate to receive an audio file such as potentially this here podcast, which I have been embedding with the metadata necessary, that when you broadcast it out to our listeners not only will it be broadcast across the solar system but it will also be broadcast back in time several thousand years to the SETI Institute and hopefully they will find this encrypted footage and listen to it and perhaps learn from the mistakes of the future in order that they might not happen in the past. That is our wish that prevent potentially we could prevent these catastrophes from ever happening by being able to say, hey, that's a bad idea, let's not do that. Thank you, Waffles, for giving me this platform in order to talk about these things that need to be talked about. And of course, your show, Waffles and Mates Talk About Things, has always been this platform throughout the history, uh, talking about the things that needed to be talked about. And so, why not broadcast instead to the wider solar system, but also back in time? So hopefully, hello meatbags of the past, when you are listening to this, please don't be idiots like us in the future, and just be nice to each other, that's all we ask. Wow, well, that is uh, profound stuff, Processing Unit number 37, so uh, we encourage the audience to go out... The new film 0010101110110 will be out in theaters this Friday. Book your tickets. I'm sure that it'll be an amazing experience. Uh, Go see that. And also, yeah, fully endorsing that message. Be good to each other. Uh, And until next time, waffles. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. And of course, finally, big shout out to all of the Patreons. Uh, So big, huge love to Michelle Gersh. Samsara at Gamers ADHD, Rick from Jeff and Rick Presents, uh Bachelor, Katarina Von sits, Jason Drake, and Brad from the Fate of Ison podcast. Y'all amazing people. And uh honestly, the show would not be as good without your help. Uh so cheers. Thank you so much. Uh oh and uh Brad's Uh, This was the best episode that I could make with your idea. I tried like a million different things, and this was the episode that kind of came out of that. Uh, So I hope you like it. Um, But yeah, I tried. (laughs) See ya.